One of my uh, <clears throat> favorite poets has written a couple of poems about All Saints Day. One of them, his name is Malcolm Guyton. And one of them by the name of a, a sonnet for All Saints Day ends with this phrase, to triumph where all the saints are named and known, the gathering of his wounded love. We think of, as Christy pointed out, today just being about the empty chair in the front, close to the wisest of us. But All Saints Day is a day that remarkably makes us also consider our own faiths and to all of those who have contributed to it, living and dead. Our reading today from the book of Revelation begins with a picture of the church, and it provides two different pictures. The first is a picture of the 144,000. And many of us are familiar with this text, if anything, because there are many groups who have gotten this text wrong. But this picture of the 144,000 is the picture of today, the picture of you, the picture of the church as it stands now. I like to think of All Saints Day as the doxology that follows Reformation Day the day where we give praise and thanksgiving for what it is that we celebrate on Reformation Day, the freedom of the gospel. And this 144,000 that show up in Revelations is the picture of the church militant. The church as it is being given its commands and the command to go. And so it lines up in its army columns into the tribes that it is, and it goes. We, today, are gathered with our tribe. We are here with our army. We are hearing the command to go. And so the picture of the 144,000, the church militant, the church of today, goes. And it does what is spoken to it and what it is told to do. It is the people that are given the instruction to go tell it on the mountain. The people who are told that they have the beautiful feet that possess the ability to go and share the gospel. As our last song just said, that as we go through our journey, though doubts and fears may arise, we go with Jesus. So we are not in this alone. We are not an army of just one person. We are not a tribe of just one person like the rest of the world likes to think of ourselves. But rather we are part of something that is bigger. We are part of Jesus Christ and we are part of his people. And so we are gathered in our tribe. Each of us plays a part in this tribe. Sometimes we are reminded by this, even when one of ours within this tribe is called home. We see where we are needing someone to fit. The loss of a person 
can remind us the integral part that each of us plays in our own tribe. We like to think of saints being people that are sent out overseas or people who have acquired the reverend name before their names. And I can tell you, after working with Marcus, we are not saints. <laughs> but the saint, the saint is someone whose faith and whose life is founded in Jesus Christ. The saint is someone who gives up those weekday hours for somebody else. A saint is a simple person who comes to sit in the pew next to somebody they otherwise would never talk to and to live life with them. In one of his other poems about All Saints Day, called The Last Beatitude, Geit writes, And blessed are the ones that we often overlook, the faithful servers on the coffee rotation, the one who holds no candle, bell, or book in procession, but keep the books and tally up the quota. The gentle souls who come to do the flowers. The quiet ones who organize this feat. Church sitters who give up their weekday hours. Doorkeepers who may open up the gates of heaven. God knows the depths that often go unspoken. Amongst the shy, the quiet, and the kind, or the slow healing of a heart long broken, placing each flower so for a year's mind, invisible on earth and without a voice, but in heaven their angels glory and rejoice. Saints are not the ones who deserve the titles. Saints are often the ones who are overlooked. Saints, first and foremost, are the ones who are given a name through the wounded love of Christ. Saints are the ones who know themselves to be in need of help. Saints are the ones who find their hope and salvation not in their own, not in their accomplishments, not in the titles that they've acquired on this earth but in the blood of Jesus Christ. The only one who can take a dirty robe and with red blood turn it into white. Ephesians says to us very clearly, for we are the Lord's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should all walk in them. Down to the rotation of coffee, down to the simple giving that we have, you, saints of God, are among the 144,000. And you are gathered here with your tribe. This tribe is a tribe that is made with purpose. Not for self-fulfillment. Not for self-glorification. But with purpose. Real purpose. Psalm 145 says, The Lord is gracious and merciful, abounding in steadfast love, slow to anger. The Lord is good to all, and His mercy is over all that He has made. 
And all the works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man the might of your deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom that is to come, a kingdom that is everlasting and your dominion endures throughout all the different generations. A kingdom that the 144,000, the church of today, the saints that are gathered here, go and speak of. There's a story of a little boy by the name of Ben and his grandfather. Ben would go and spend some of his summers with his grandfather who lived a couple hours away. And his grandfather was someone who spent time with other people. So he would get in his car and he'd either deliver meals or go and visit the shut-ins from their church. So he would take Ben with him to teach up the next generation, you know. Well, after a couple of hours of visiting older people, you can imagine Ben was getting a little anxious and he was getting a little bored. <laughs> so he, he complained to his grandfather and asked, can't we, can't we stop this? Can't we go to a park? Can we start spending the day the way that, that I would like to spend the day? <laughs> And his grandfather said, there are many people in this world who have been forgotten. There's many people in this world who are overlooked. And it's those people that Jesus came for. And so with every meal and with every conversation, a little bit of Jesus is shared with them. Ben remarkably understood what this meant. So the next person that they had to visit was an elderly woman who was in a nursing home. Of course, if you've ever visited anybody in a nursing home about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, you know it's nap time. Ben is not fully aware of this. and As they walk into the room, he bursts through the door and he says really loudly to the elderly sleeping lady, Hi, my name's Ben and Jesus loves you. The old lady jumped up with more emotion she's, than she's had in years, grabbing her heart as her eyes pop a wide awake. Well, eventually the grandfather is able to quiet down the lady and get her calm again, and Ben realized he almost brought her a little, little closer to Jesus than he had been. <laughs> For all the generations to proclaim, to make known that even the littlest among us to the greatest among us, they are included in the saints, that our value is not found in age, even in wisdom, but in Jesus Christ. Because our triumph is in his wounded love. And this is the second picture of the church that Revelations gives us. We see first the 144,000 that are gathered for battle to go out to proclaim and even to sacrifice themselves for Jesus. But then John hears a cry from the great multitude that's behind him. A great multitude that is gathered from all the nations, from all the people, from every different culture that the gospel is reached into 
from every tribe, that is, every church, every place of worship that is centered on the gospel. And coming together, this great multitude makes a proclamation. It doesn't proclaim how great their lives were, and it doesn't proclaim how awesome their church was. The proclamation that comes from their lips is, salvation belongs to the Lord. Great is the Lord. To triumph. To triumph where all the names of the saints are known. The victory is the gathering of his wounded love. This great multitude, the ones whose names we know by heart, have entered into this picture of the church where they celebrate each day Every moment, the wounded love of our Lord, who's made it possible for us to hope for eternal life. The only way we could ever gather the energy, the motion, the movement to be the 144,000 is knowing that our end has already been secured, that our eternity is waiting and steadfast that our Lord through His wounded hands and His wounded feet and His broken body has won us something, won us life. As we come forward and prepare ourselves to take of the supper, we will say some prayers and at the end of the prayers we will say, with all the angels and all the archangels and the host of heaven, the great multitude who is gathered, we give glory and honor to our God because our salvation is found in his wounded love. Amen.